0: You're now tuning in to The Humble Aquarian with your host, Day 2 Harris. He's going to discuss a wide range of entertainment from sports. Hike, hike, one, two, one, two, what it do from a touchdown to a foul. Then we're going to discuss the music industry. You always wonder why most musicians are broke. We got tips to make sure you're rich. No joke. Finally, we can't forget about the television industry where the drama's too much for your mama. Seriously, Day I mean, you're going to talk about my mama like that? I mean, who the hell is going to listen to The Humble Aquarian anyways? Just tell her. Okay, whatever. Sit back, eat some popcorn, ladies. Drink some wine and spend some time with me, aka T. This is The Humble Aquarian. And we us start the episode. And it's going to start right about now. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is The Humble Aquarian, and this is your host, Daquan Harris. Hopefully, you like that intro. First and foremost, before we get headed and start with the episode, I want to make a special prayer out to Russell Westbrook and his family. And I just found out today that he was tested positive for COVID-19. I pray for him the best speedy recovery. And also, I really want to see him go right back into the basketball court him and hardens a really good duo in the houston and i think houston it's gonna be a problem but we'll talk about that a little bit later on but very first and foremost today's topic we're going to talk about my thoughts on the nba reset and yes the nba is actually officially coming back on the 22nd for just scrimmage games but official official july 31st which i am so excited because i ain't gonna lie I miss watching basketball. I am tired of ESPN making these ridiculous assigned stories, which they have no creativity over there. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of hearing what LeBron James think of today and what LeBron's opinion on this and that. We want to talk about some damn basketball. So I'm actually excited for that to happen. Now, first, we're going to talk about the Eastern Conference, and I'm going to go by the best team all the way to the teams that are playing so we know for officially the east is going to be the Milwaukee Bucks, Toronto Raptors, Boston Celtics, Miami Heat, Indiana Pacers, Philadelphia 76ers, Brooklyn Nets, Orlando Magic, and the Washington Wizards will be officially playing for the east side for the playoffs and the west side of things the wrestling conference you got the Los Angeles Lakers, the Clippers, Denver Nuggets, Utah Jazz, Oklahoma City Thunder, Houston Rockets, Dallas Mavericks, Memphis Grizzlies, Portland Trail Blazers, New Orleans Pelicans, Sacramento Kings, San Antonio Spurs, and the Phoenix Suns. Now, first, we're going to talk about the Eastern Conference, and we're going to talk about the team that I believe who's going to come out on to compete in the NBA Finals in the Eastern Conference. And that is the number one seed of the East. They are a beast. They are 53-12. That is the Milwaukee Bucks. And they have a second best home record in the NBA, which is a 28-3 and three record. Milwaukee, 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 this is your time to shine. This is the year that you have to go all in. This is the year. And the reason why I say they have to go all in to make it to the, at least the NBA finals is because Giannis got one more year left on a contract after this year. And my predictions on that is that if they don't win a championship this year or next year, my boy's out. I know he comes from a small market, and usually this has happened before. When you play for a small market team and you're trying to get somewhere, you're trying to win your first champion, it usually never works out perfectly well. You can ask my boy Anthony Davis. You can ask my boy LeBron James. We have seen it many times before. A small market team does not mean success. Usually when they go to a bigger market team, they have finally won a championship. We can talk about that when that happened in 1996. Shaq was dominating Orlando. Shaq was putting his heart out. He went to a championship game. I ain't gonna lie. Shaq and Penny Hardaway from Orlando Magic was a pretty damn sick duo. However, Shaq had to leave to go to a bigger market to not only attract his own career, but attract his own success to make sure that he's a champion. I've always still say he is one of the top three best centers of the NBA history. No doubt about it. But just to digress on that, the Milwaukee Bucks, man, let's talk about their roster. Let's talk about who they have that backing up Giannis. I mean, they're the number one in points per game and number one in rebounds. That is scary. And when you really think about the Milwaukee Bucks, they're a very unusual team. They have a really successful five. I mean, if you really look from the bottom to the top, you got my boy Giannis. You got my boy Chris Middleton. You got Cal Culver, who's a really good three-point three-pointer we already know about that he's going to get you some good points robin lopez is still underrated center who can actually pull up and shoot threes also which is crazy in his mind bowling mind blowing sorry then you got george hill who's a good defensive player then you got eric blitzel who's going to guarantee you at least 16 17 points a game no doubt about it and then you also got brooke lopez my boy brooke he knows how to take over. So you got both of the Lopez brothers on the same team, which you can tell that they're really hungry for a champion. They are actually complementing each other. And I like that have that one, two. So they both really play good positions. The Lopez brothers very underrated. I'm glad to see him on the team. And then Chris Middleton, you can't forget about Chris Middleton, a really good defensive forward. He can play the three. He can play the two. And that's one thing I like about Rocky. They have size So any team that is kind of small like Boston, they're going to have a lot of problems going against Milwaukee. And as I mentioned before, my predictions is that they're going to make it all the way to the conference finals, no doubt about it, because this is their year. This is the year when I can see Milwaukee making it all the way. They have the team, they have the chemistry, they have everything there. So that's my predictions for Milwaukee. And the next team we're going to go to is the Toronto Raptors coming into a 46-18 and 18 record. Now, man, let's talk about the Toronto Raptors, the defending NBA champions, man. This team, I have to say, I was presently shocked of the record this year. And the reason why I was shocked of the record is because how consistent this team is. They're a very dangerous team in the Eastern Conference. I mean, you have to think about it. Look who they have. They got Anobi. They got my boy Abaka, who's a defensive, freaking defensive forward that is a freaking block machine. And you cannot forget about Pascal Siakam, Marcus Soule, Patrick McClaw. <laughs> that guy won so many championships with different teams. Shout out to you, Patrick McClaw. You are a true NBA champion, guy. <laughs> But just to digress, you got Kyle Lowry, who's a decent point guard. And they got a lot of up-and-coming talent. I mean, F- Fred Finfleet is very underrated for his position. He is a really good point guard. He has really come into his own self. I mean, the Raptors got a really good team. And like I said, for a lot of the problems on defense, they really don't have problems. Like, they got a consistent score in Siakam. You going to see Siak. This is Siakam's team now. And I'm kind of happy for Kyle Lowry that they split up him and DeMar DeRozan because I ain't going to lie. DeMar DeRozan's a really good player, but for Kyle Lowry, it really matured him. You can see that when Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard was there that the maturity level was different. I were always remembered when they traded DeRozan, he felt heartbroken. He felt hurt. But now my boy Kyle, he won a championship. He's happy. You can tell that Toronto is ready to win another one. They're ready to take off, and you could just tell that the energy is there. You can tell that they ain't even playing around no more. They're serious. Now, my predictions for Toronto, I can see them. Well, i say they're selling. My predictions they're selling will go all the way up to the conference finals or possibly the NBA champion. But I do see them making it to the second round and getting kicked out of the second round. Depending on the third team and the sixth team, which we're going to talk about in a few, which who is the, going to be the third seed right now currently for the standings, if everything was still in the standings, it will be a dangerous series to see, but it will be very interesting to see who will win out of those series. But like I said, Toronto got a good defensive team. They got a good defensive unit. I expect them to make it to the conference semis, but they're sending us all the way to the NBA championship. So that's with Toronto, and now we're gonna to go to our third best team, coming in a whopping record forty three and twenty one. You got the Boston Celtics, man. Let's talk about the Boston Celtics for a minute. Shout out to the Boston Celtics, because you guys, since Kyrie left, I can tell that everybody in that room is happy. Not only Kyrie but also Terry Rochere. I've always said Terry Rochere was a problem in that locker room because Terry Rochere always wanted the spotlight. He was jealous, and you could tell that Terry wasn't the greatest in Boston. He played his role perfectly, kind of like an Isaiah Thomas role. But man, the chemistry between Boston this year, my man, Boston is killing it. They got a very cohesive unit. You can tell that they love playing with each other. They got Kemba Walker. They got my boy Jason Tatum, who is our star. Shout out to you, Jason Tatum. You're doing your thing. You also got Jalen Brown, who is pretty good. You got my boy Ennis Cantor, who's a really good center, very underrated center for a long time. And you still got my boy Gordon Hayward, who got an overpaid contract, but now Gordon Hayward is playing less minutes. And Brad Stevens, I felt like last year, gave Gordon all that time. Because he knew that they made a huge investment of $20 million, approximately $30 million to Gordon Hayward. So they're just trying to get all the money that they can and all the value of Gordon Hayward. Because they knew that he kind of fell off after that injury, which was very debilitating. It was so hard to even watch that injury. I still feel like Le- LeBron low key just knocked him off just for the hell of it. But I'm not going to digress there. It is what it is. But Yeah. Gordon Hayward, and then you still got a very underrated shooting guard, man—the best defensive shooting guard in the NBA. That I believe, in my opinion, underrated shooting guard, Marcus Smart. And man, let's talk about Chris and Edwards—a really good bench player, but he's gonna really come up onto his own. Like he—he he has a sick game, and you cannot forget about Grant Williams, who is a really good forward, six foot six. This guy is killing it. Also, Boston got a good that's one thing i could say about boston boston has a really good unit of young guards and forwards i really wish that they would focus on getting a better center i mean they got my boy taco fall from ucf you know ucf graduate here but i'm really excited to see what boston's going to do if they keep the same roster which they're most likely going to do i feel like boston's going to make it out of the first round depending on who they face, but currently right now, looks on the standings, the number six seed is probably going to be a scary matchup, but I think because they have so much team unity, they'll make it out the first round, I can see Boston making it all the way to the conference finals, shockingly, but I can also, I would not be surprised if they get knocked off the first round also, so my predictions for Boston, to be honest, they're going to make it to the conference semis, I don't see them making them to the conference finals, And that's with Boston and our number four team coming in at a record of 41-24. and You got the Miami Heat. Man, oh man, let's talk about Miami for a second. Shout out to the Miami Heat, man. Because this year, with the addition of Jimmy Butler, I did not expect Miami to have a really good start. I thought Miami was going to at least be... A six or seven seed this year because I know they had Jimmy Butler, but they have proved me wrong this year. They have a really go they got a really good unit. I mean, man, just to break it down to y'all, not only Jimmy Butler, but you got Tyra Hero who's becoming his own basketball player, which I like. I really like Tyra Hero's style. He has a really good style. I like him. I really like Derrick Jones Jr., he's very underrated for his position. You got Gordon Drodgic, who I think I will consider him modern-day Steven Nash but just a better defensive player than Steve Nash and my guy is just killing it out there on the boards he's an assist machine pretty good at assist too we can't forget about Kendrick Nunn Kendrick Nunn shocked me a lot this year he once again becoming his own player and they also got my boy Andre Iguodala Iggy has a lot of playoff experiences he is a really good really good when i mean good defensive player i think that's a really good mentor next to jimmy butler somebody who's been in his position who actually won a championship can actually help out the young unit of miami and you can just tell by the ages they're very young they still active so miami got a lot of good veterans in that locker room that is going to really help them shout out to you haslam too still playing in the nba this guy right here heat legend will always go down as a heat legend and really key part of the heat winning a lot of those championships in the past in the future now and we can't forget about jay crowder too jay crowder really good defensive small forward always been consistent in miami my predictions for miami depending on who's the fifth seed of the east if it's the pacers they're gonna beat them i'm sorry to say indiana i don't see you guys making it out spoiler alert, but I can see Miami making it the tennis semifinals, and I can see them getting knocked off to the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, the reason why I say they can be easily knocked off by Milwaukee is because Miami has the team and somewhat the experience, but not as much compared to Milwaukee. Milwaukee has way more experience. Better talent, bigger players. When I mean by bigger players, I mean by size and everything. And pretty scary. And they're a scarier team. But it will be a great defensive matchup because we'll see how Jimmy Butler, how they're going to contain Giannis. And they probably have to worry about Eric Bledsoe and all the other players on the team of Milwaukee. Because, like I said, I I really like that young man from... Not that young man, but I really like Dante Defensiento. I probably mispronounced his name, but even in college, he was a he was a killer. He was a killer in Philadelphia. He was just hitting those big shots, and I feel like he has become his own guard, too. And then you got Cal Culver, who is a dangerous three-point shooter. The low-pass brothers, Robin and Brooke, who's also dangerous at three. So they can space out the floor. Miami's not usually used to having players, defending players out there spacing them out like that so it'll be a really interesting series but like i said i see miami only making it to the second round the semis and they're getting knocked off by the milwaukee bucks which ironically we're going down the line of records right now the the fifth best record in the east ring coming in out of 39 and 26 is the indiana pacers now indiana pacers man this year It's not really shocking where they're at, but I'm actually pretty happy that they don't need Otelipo to find success. But like I said, the East has became more of a competitive conference. And it's crazy because I never really thought about that. Like last year, I was like, okay, the East is okay. But this year in the NBA with a regular season, the East has been very competitive. You can tell that the East has been very competitive. And that's without, obviously, one, without Kawhi Leonard. And number two, they don't have LeBron James there anymore. So basically, it's anybody's game. It's anybody's home. And you could tell that the East is a really good conference. But not to only digress, but let's go back to Indiana. I mean, they got a really good steal this year out of O'Magum Brogdon, who I'm kind of still upset that Milwaukee let him go. Because that guy right there was a killer that guy was a killer killer a very important piece to their team if they would have kept him man my predictions still having him go to the conference championship but even further they would have automatically made it to the finals with him because he's a very key piece he's a good defensive guard he's six foot five taller than most shooting guards he will defend he is a really good shooter and man it's crazy it's crazy that they, left my, they let my guy go. And I believe that he's actually this year at a 90, 50, and 40. 90% free thrower, 50%, 50% shooting, and a 40% three. I might be wrong or it might be mixed up with Chris Middleton. I don't know what one of those two have of 90, 50, 40, which only has ever happened since Steph Curry, which I think is crazy. But yeah, he's really becoming his own player. Obviously... They got Sabonis, who is a very underrated forward. I mean, Sabonis is becoming his own player. Obviously, they got Miles Turner, who is a defensive machine. This guy can block any ball. He's basically a lockdown, which I like. And he can still he can still play in the post, which I like. So there's no complaints for Indiana. They did a really good job. But I don't see him making out the first round. But it wouldn't shock me. But yeah, Indiana, I'm sorry. But y'all not making out that first round. And our number 16 coming at the record 39 and 26. Also, we have the Philadelphia 76ers. First and foremost, Philadelphia. I have to say it to y'all. You guys have disappointed me so much. And the reason why you guys disappointed me so much this year is because. You have all this damn talent. You guys had all of the freaking expectations to become a championship damn team. But also, you left a very important part. You left a player that I felt like that you guys should have never left out of the damn team. It's Jimmy Butler, but I understand, but you guys you should do, you guys should be doing better. But I'm disappointed. And the reason why I'm disappointed in you guys is because of your record. It's because of your play. It's because this team have a lot of talent, but don't know how to exactly convert that talent into wins. Don't know how to convert that talent into jumping over in the next step. I know you guys said you were in the process, but the process has been over for the past three years. You guys had so much high expectations. Personally, for me, I'm just going to keep it 100 with you. You guys need to trade Joel Embiid. You guys need to trade Joel Embiid and get some young pieces. My personal opinion, what they should have done a long time ago is trade him to Boston. But I understand that's your division rival. Or trade him to Miami. Because that would have been a nice pick. You guys could have got Hassan Whiteside, who actually fits perfect for you guys because he is a rebounding machine, a defensive blocker which they really need. They really need a center that's going to take over, who's going to be consistent. And Joel Embiid, he has a lot of injury prone, he's injury prone, so it's kind of hard. And I know right now he's technically on his in his prime, but man, they got Ben Simmons who really good basketball player. Like I said, really phenomenal all-around player, a beast. But obviously, he just needs to have a jump shot. Once my boy has a jump shot, he's a killer. But also they got Tobias Harris. Uh, I mean Tobias Harris is decent. He's okay. He's entering his prime. But Tobias Harris is a filler, which I've and if you don't know what I mean by filler, is a player who scores a lot of points, but doesn't really translate to a lot of things. Kind of like Andrew Wiggins of the Golden State Warriors, FKA he used to play for the Timberwolves good player but just just he's just there now I really like the addition that they did get Al Horford and have him play on the floor which is a really good look for them but also let's talk about who else they have on their team I mean they got Josh Richardson who's pretty good he's a good defensive guard he's going to lock down a lot of people but then everybody else on his team man does not look like shooters they need shooters they need young shooters. They need to get my boy Doug McDermott from Indiana. They need to get him. They need to get shooters around their team because if I'm Philadelphia, you got Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, we all know, it's not a great shooter. If you have shooters, you have three-point shooters around Ben Simmons and focus the game on them. You can always, if they're going to double-team or triple-team Ben Simmons, kick it out to one year players like Doug Modermick, who is a really good player for them to go out there and get and trade for. Get some young shooters around that team. You get shooters around Ben Simmons that spaces out the floor, therefore makes Ben Simmons a more unstoppable player. Makes Al Horford, because we know Al Horford can knock him down. We know Tobias can knock him down. We know they can knock him down. But my predictions for them this upcoming reset of the NBA season is... Like I said, depending on who they face, but most likely if it's today, if the if the records are still like official today, if anything, if they face the Boston Celtics, I could see them losing. Only reason I'll say they'll probably lose the Boston Celtics if they do face Boston in the first round is because even though Philadelphia has all this experience in the playoffs, it's just that they're not clutch. They're not clutch. And that's the thing that, I really hate it that they let Jimmy Butler go because Jimmy Butler was clutch. Jimmy Butler was the alpha dog on that team. They don't really have an alpha dog. They don't have somebody that really wants it. Jimmy was the person that really wants it. You can tell that Jimmy's game that he wanted it. He wanted it. He wanted to take over. He wanted those shots. But man, Philly. Yeah, like I said, I don't see y'all making out the first round. But You'll have a get six or seven game series against Boston. Or if it's, let's just hypothetically say, if it's Miami, that will be an interesting series. And I see you beat Miami. But like I said, you won't make it out the first round, but your ceiling is the semis. I don't see you making out the semis. Because I ain't going to lie, Toronto, Toronto, Toronto got your number. Toronto got your number and Toronto is going to kill you. Unless if there's a magic carpet ride, which I could see them making it to the conference finals. But that's like a 5% chance. But yeah, that's with Philadelphia. Now we're going to go to our 7th best team of the Eastern Conference with a whopping record of 30 and 34. The Brooklyn Nets. It's not that much to talk about Brooklyn. I'm just going to keep it 100 with you guys. They're a really good team. I like them. But this year, it's not their year. It's not their year. And obviously, I feel bad because Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving is out. They got Spencer Dedwinley, who is a really good point guard, who is is six foot five. He's pretty good. I mean, Joe Harris really came out of his shell last year and this year. I really like him. They did sign Jamal Crawford, which was pretty good on their part because they need somebody who can come off the bench that can have consistent scoring. DeAndre Jordan... Really good rebounder. He's gonna at least give you 10 or 15. He's gonna at least give you 12 rebounds a game. They got my boy Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson, really good shooting guard. He used to play for Miami. Used to play for Phoenix. I really liked him, but he really fell off when he got traded to Phoenix. And Phoenix did not use him properly, which I was very upset of. And you got Chris LaFert who's up and coming, but they got a lot of guards on this team. They need to go out and get some centers. Somebody who can actually play with DeAndre Jordan as a backup. But, you know, this year, free agency class is okay. It's not the best class. But next year is going to be the big sweepstakes on seeing who's going to go who. Because you never know. Maybe your boy AD might want to team up with y'all and decide to leave LeBron. Who knows? And our final team that, well, our second and final team of the Eastern Conference coming to rock a record of 30-35. It's no other than the Orlando magic. <laughs> the Orlando magic has never failed to amaze me. I love y'all. I love y'all magic. I love y'all. I live in Orlando. Good city. Love y'all. I love the vibes here. But man, we're going to have, have a talk. Orlando, why the hell did you not trade? Why the hell did you guys were not afraid to go out and get players in the freaking free agency last year? You had so many opportunities to get so many great talent around your damn core. The Magic. My guy. Orlando. Aaron Gordon. He's good. He's good. He's a good player. He's decent. There's no complaints. Jonathan Isaac. I like Jonathan Isaac, but he needs to step up more. He needs to be consistent future Fitch, Futurefitch, shout out to you this year. You got your all-star for it. You damn deserved it. You damn deserved it, man. You, you're you a beast. You're a good guy. You're a freaking beast. Markel Fultz, he's still coming up in his game. I don't think he's a bust. I feel like next year will be his year. If Orlando stop getting a lot of forwards and guards, they really need to get more. I know they have my boy, Mobamba, and future which is a really good thing for the magic but the thing is with the magic they need somebody who can who they can develop and become a star they need players that can actually help them win and fit their identity and i think that's what orlando is going through right now orlando is going through that part where they need somebody who can actually help them they need to find their identity and once orlando does that i can see orlando making it just not this year i'm not gonna lie you guys will be, you guys will make it into the playoffs, obviously, because you guys are, you guys are average. And it's nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with being average. But in the, in the, in the NBA, you got to be more than average. You got to go out there and take a risk. You got to win championships. You got to win games. Because if you don't, you ain't nothing. And that's the thing. You got to go out there and win. You got to take a risk. You got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you love. And yeah, the rest of this team, I mean, Foreign Air is pretty good. MCW, aka Mark Michael Carter Williams, was a really beast of a player when he played at Philadelphia for those two years. But then he fell off. No disrespect to you. And DJ Augustine, I'm still surprised this guy's still in the NBA. He's a decent player, but like I said, Orlando got a lot of point guards that shouldn't really be on the team as much. They should really focus on getting a marquee player. I kind of wish they would have gotten and went after Tobias Harris. I think he would be a really good fit for them again. But I understand it's the NBA. It is what it is. So, my predictions once again, Orlando won't even make it out the first round. Good luck next year. And our last and final team that is in ninth place of the Eastern Conference with a rocking record of 24 and 40 is the Washington Wizards. <laughs> the Washington Wizards, man. <sighs> I get an NBA. I get it. I get it, NBA. You do this things for ratings. You do this for ratings. You do it for ratings, and you have to have even amount of teams. But the NBA, why the hell? I'm going to say this again. Why the hell? Out of all the damn teams you chose, the Washington Wizards, they're not. I'm just going to be honest. They're not making it to the freaking playoffs this year. They're, They're just not. I'm sorry. I mean, John Rawls hurt. Bradley Bill's balling his ass out. He gets no respect for what he does. I mean, they really do got a nice player in Rye, the small forward from Gonzaga. He's a really good rookie. He's going to make a big impact. I mean, you got some hope there. But the rest of your team, man, I mean, these guys are not even – they're okay. They're not going to win you over games. And I know you're stuck with John Wall's big-ass contract that is worth, like, I think this dude's going to get paid like $43 million, same thing that Chris Paul's getting paid, which is freaking ridiculously crazy. But shout out to them. I mean, he's been out for the past two years with injuries, and I do pray that you do come back and, like, become a machine once you were before in, 20 like, 2016, 2017 when you just took over things. But my man, John Wall, y'all, y'all not making it. I'm sorry. Y'all not making it. And no disrespect to any Wizards fans out there, but y'all not making it. Y'all don't have a consistent team. You guys don't have a consistent base. But I get it. The NBA is doing this for ratings, and it is what it is. But my predictions, you won't even make it to the playoffs. Even though the Magic, like, ironically, magically, no point intended. If the Magic lose all their damn games, and you win, like, all your games, and who you make it to the playoffs? You get knocked off. You get knocked off, but I don't see that happening because, obviously, the NBA reset is here in Orlando. And it will be crazy if the Orlando Magic doesn't make it to the playoffs. So, yeah, you guys are not even making it. That's all I got to say on that one. But what I'm going to do, guys, I'm going to come back. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to let you listen to some dope music. And... This is your host, Daquan Ayers, and we'll talk about the wrestling conference when I come back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Humble Ukrainian. Hopefully, you enjoyed the music that was just played. I like to play instrumentals throughout my breaks, so you guys get to relax, unwind, you know, grab your favorite popcorn or whatever you eat and just spend some time, you know. That's the most important part about it. But just to digress, we were just finishing up talking about the Eastern Conference and the team that I think is going to go to the NBA Finals which I predict is going to be the Milwaukee Bucks because the way that they are, they're doing a really damn good job of doing it, and they have a high chance of going than all the other teams of the Eastern Conference. Now, we're going to go off to the Western Conference, which at a whopping record 49 and 14, the best team in the NBA, well, the second best team in the NBA right now, you got the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers are a very interesting team, and this year it's a pretty challenging interesting rough year for the lakers the reason why i say it's a rough year is because they lost one of their best franchise players to a horrific death and that is kobe bryant and kobe kobe represented the los angeles lakers kobe was the standard of the los angeles lakers he brought them six championships now i know what you guys thinking well that's crazy, and it's and I've always said Kobe's my top ten, no doubt about it. Kobe's my top ten, not six. He bottom five. My bad. Kobe did his thing, and I think a good write-off story to end this season. And I'm gonna say it, it might be controversial for some people, it might not be, but LeBron James, this is the best chance for LeBron James to win the championship. This is the best. Chance for LeBron to win the NBA championship in the next three years. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it again. It's the best chance for him to win the championship right now. It's the best chance for him. Think about it. The Eastern Conference. You got Kyrie and KD out. Two of your arch nemesis, right? And we're just looking for them Eastern, and then we're gonna go to the conference, to the restaurant perspective. Eastern Conference, you got them out. There's not really no competitive teams in the East except Milwaukee. You can easily blow by Boston because Boston don't really... I mean, they got the youth. They got some experience, but they don't have a lot of experience because they're young. You got Miami. cause you a little trouble, but you'll blow by them. The Eastern Conference, pretty easy. You had an easy ride in the Eastern Conference for the past few years. And it's no disrespect because... LeBron, you did your thing. Like, you took over the East. That was your thing. But now, you're in the West. You're in a different conference. You're in a different atmosphere. But I still feel like you guys are going to make it to the conference finals. Because you guys are insanely talented. You guys have a player, which I mentioned, LeBron, who has all this experience. And you also got Dwight Howard. You got Rajon Rondo. You got players who've been to the finals. You got players who have that experience. And it's something about having that experience and having that playoff hump. If you can go over that hump, which I believe LeBron has done it before and again and again and he has proven that, man, this is their year to do it. And the odds are what most people say is stacked against them. But in my personal opinion, they got it. They got it in the bag. Because to be honest The next few teams that we're going to go down, they have no chance for LeBron. And the good thing about the Lakers, they got a facilitator named Anthony Davis. They got Kyle Kuzma. They got Dwight Howard, which I thought was a great pickup for them. I think that was the best pickup that they have made because one thing I can say about Dwight Howard, a lot of people said Dwight Howard has fell off. Dwight Howard has been the most consistent center, and I'm happy that he adjusted his game. He lost a lot of weight but you can see that Dwight Howard's game has changed but for the better and that's why he's a great center that's why he can be consistent that's one thing i could say about the lakers they have a good unit of veteran players that is going to beat out any other team in the west with in regards of experience so yeah lebron this is your year i have a prediction my prediction they're making it all the way to the conference finals and possibly depending on who they face which, if they face the second team, is going to be a very interesting series. But I do see them as they're selling to make it to the NBA Finals and win it the championship. Because, like I said, L.A., the Lakers. Believe it or not, they need it more than the Clippers. The Lakers need it because, obviously, they lost one of their best players, one of their top players of the organization that they love. And like I said, this is for Kobe. But it's also for LeBron to save his career. So that's my predictions on the Lakers. And our second team that comes in at 44-20, and 20, the Los Angeles Clippers. First and foremost, Los Angeles Clippers are a dangerous team. They're dangerous. They're dangerous. They're dangerous. They're dangerous. They're dangerous. They're dangerous. And the reason why I said they're a very dangerous team, not only because they got Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Nah, they got Lou Williams. They got my boy Shimmett. They got Montrez Harrell. They got that. They got that package of players. And the one thing I can say about the Clippers is that they're content. They're happy, but they know how to play. They know how to play. They know how to get these W's. And I ain't gonna lie. They have a really good team. They got also got Patrick Beverly. I cannot forget about Patrick Beverly, a very great defensive guard. And the Clippers got a, hu- a high chance. They have a very high ceiling. They have actually the highest ceiling out of all the teams in the West because I could see them winning the championship this year and Kawhi doing it again and to take down the King. Right now, it's so interesting in L.A. that you got the King, a.k.a. LeBron James, versus a newcomer. The interesting thing about the NBA that I realized in the past 10 years is that the best player always of that time gets taken out by a new young player. A few years ago, RIP, Kobe, but I remember in 2010, thousand and I remember watching this Fibley, and it was supposed to be LeBron's year to make it to the NBA finals to go against Kobe. I've always said, yo. That would be dope if LeBron and Kobe go at it at the NBA Finals. It never happened because you had the greatness of Dwight Howard and the magic that took him over. But it would have been a really good matchup. But not. But just to digress off of that, you got the Clippers, man. Kawhi Leonard, clutch player. And he is a better clutch player than LeBron James. He's clutch. He can make things happen. And also, they're just... The Clippers are just chilling out because I'll tell you something about the Clippers and they've been consistently in the playoffs without Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. They can make it on their own. And the one thing I can say about Kawhi Leonard and why I like his game and why I like him as a person, he always go for the underdog. And I noticed that the Raptors were an underdog team. Nobody did not expect the Raptors to win the NBA championship last year, but they did. And most people and a lot of critics will say if KD was there, KD would have easily tore up and the Warriors would have won their third straight and yada, 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 yada. I can see that side too, but all things happen for a reason. But Kawhi likes to be on the underdog, and I like that about Kawhi's game. Kawhi's not the one that's going to be all up in the front and the cameras saying how he feels about certain things. Kawhi's just going to keep it low, keep it quiet. And that's the same thing with Paul George. You can tell that Paul George is also the same way. They're both really introverted people, which I like because it really shows in the field and off the field like they're connected with their teammates. Their teammates respect them. And guess what? They're all hungry for a champion because they saw Kawhi come in in there. Patrick Beverly, hungry. Montreal Harrell, hungry. Shimmett, hungry. Williams, hungry. Marcus Morris, which is a great addition. I'm happy that they got this guy away from Boston. Really great addition for them. He can play. He can play the role. He can actually be in a starting lineup. He's that damn good. And then we can't forget about Subak. Subak's really good. And then you got Joakim Noah, really good center. Like I said, they have a really good, cohesive team from the top to the bottom. There's really not a lot of complaints about them. My ceiling this year, I have them. So shockley, I have the Clippers going to the finals. And the reason why I say I have the Clippers going to the finals over the Lakers is because the Lakers... The Lakers are good. The Lakers have their players. But I won't be shocked if they beat the Clippers by some magical thing. Okay? But when you look at the Clippers from the top down, you look at how hungry these players are. You look how the city of L.A. This whole L.A., and I'm going to say it out here. I'm just going to say it flat out. The L.A. Clippers and the L.A. Lakers are both going to the conference finals. It's going to be the Battle of L.A. And My personal prediction, when I see it, you can tell that the media wants it. You can tell that everybody wants it because it's also going to bring in good ratings. And also on top of that, too, the death of Kobe is not only they're playing for it, but also I like what Doc Rivers did. I like how Doc Rivers ran out and said, not only LeBron's going to play for it, we're going to play for it, too. And I'm not trying to bring Kobe's situation into this, but it's going to be really inspiring to see who wants it more because... Guess what? Kobe was actually more closer to Kawhi and Paul George than LeBron, shockily. And that's the one thing I can say about Kobe. Is that Kobe, they were both close to him. They really looked up to the man. So it's going to be interesting how they're going to play out and how the series is going to play out. But I see the Clippers going to the NBA Finals and meeting the Milwaukee Bucks. And yes, I said it. The Clippers and the Bucks are going to face each other off for the NBA Finals. Like I said, they have the highest ceiling than any other team. I see them going to the finals, but I won't be surprised if the Lakers beat them in a seven-game series, in literally seven games. So now we're going to go into our third seed of the wrestling conference. You got your Denver Nuggets coming into a 43-22. and 22. The Nuggets, they're an interesting place. And what I mean They're in an interesting place. They're in a really interesting place in regards of talent. They have an up-and-coming team that's going to be very dangerous. Obviously, they got my boy Jokic. They got my boy Jokic. They got Boy Boy, who I think is a really good addition for them that they did pick up. They got Michael Porter Jr. They got my boy. They got a lot of good players on that team. And they're doing it consistently. And the one thing I can say about the Nuggets that I like is that they're they're kind of like Miami but they're they have shooters they have a team that is well-rounded well-grounded and everything else that's one thing I can say about them that they're really good and they also got with the addition they got Paul Millsup who's a really underrated power forward who deserves more than he deserves I know he played at Atlanta and Atlanta was okay but I know Atlanta wanted to move on with them because they had Trey Young and they wanted to build a team around him but they also still got Gary Harris who's a good player they got a really good cohesive team around them and they got Plumby I mean Mason Plumby is a good 4 5 so they got a really powerful front court and their back court that's the only thing they need to improve on I mean for me I felt like they could have went out and got Mike Conley because Mike Conley actually fit perfect more more perfectly on the nuggets than the jazz or they could have went out and got ricky rubio who i thought it was going to be a really good key addition for them to get because it fits the nuggets overall scheme you can tell that the nuggets go big and it's nothing wrong with that and my predictions this year because they are going off the sixth seed right now if the ratings i'm mean, if the standings is still the same sorry about that if the standings are s- still the same today I have them going to the conference semis, but I don't see them. That's their selling to me. They're going to go to conference enemies because if they face the Clippers, they're going to get annihilated. They're going to get destroyed. They're going to lose because it's just too much for them. They have not experienced that Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Patrick Bradley. They have not experienced a team like that in a long time. And then on top of that, too, denver is denver's hungry but they're not that hungry so i don't see them making out of the second round but the first round i could see them beating the rockets or whoever the sixth seed most likely will be but most likely it'll probably be houston and the number four team coming in at the record of 41 and 23 you got the utah jazz now very first and foremost the utah jazz is a very interesting team they're in a very interesting place i mean a lot of people had them going the fifth seed this year. I had them going the third seed, but they have—I won't say regress—but they have been pretty good. They're pretty average. They got my boy Rudy Gobert. They got a key addition in Mike Conley, which I thought was a nice addition to have, supplement in the backcourt. Not in the backcourt, but in the yeah, in the backcourt with Donovan Mitchell, and they got Joe Inglis. They got a pretty decent team around them. And the one thing I could say about the Utah Jazz, it's not a lot to say, to be honest. The Utah Jazz is a pretty good team. They have good players around them. But to be honest, I'm going to just say this. Spoiler alert, I don't see them making out the first round because of the number five team. Whoever the fifth seed is is going to beat the Jazz. And I don't really have that much to say about the Jazz because, like I said, the Jazz, pretty good team. But... I don't see him making out of the first round. I'm sorry, Utah. You had your magical miracle two years ago when Donovan Mitchell was a rookie, but I just don't see it this year. I don't see it this year. Our number team coming into a wrapping record of 40 and 24, a very shocking team. A lot of people have them not even making it to the playoffs. A huge shout-out to the Oklahoma City Thunder. And man, oh man, let's talk about the Thunder real quick. The transformation of Chris Paul to the Thunder and the acquisition. A lot of people thought this team was going to be a big bust. They thought they were going to be the last place team. They thought they were going to suck. Man, Chris Paul has proven all of us wrong. And the one thing I can say about Chris Paul's game that I really love is that he is a facilitator. And now he's in an organization where I feel like it's perfect for him. I mean, yes. So he's getting overpaid like $43, $44 million, but this guy right here at Oklahoma City Thunder is actually a perfect match. And to get rid of—go get rid, of, go away from Houston, which I've always felt like James Harden was trying to take over, and I understand that was James Harden's team, but Chris Paul never really fit well on that team anyways because James Harden, he just— I don't know. He just makes crazy, rash, irrational decisions at the last minute of the games. We seen it in twenty-seven. We seen it in twenty-eighteen. Game seven, they shot twenty-seven threes, missed twenty-seven threes on that game, and that was that was crazy. They shot a lot of threes in that third quarter in game seven. They gave up the game basically. But the Thunder, their young team, they got my boy Steven Adams, who is a beast. I feel like he's one of the most underrated centers. Of our league today. Steven Adams is a defensive presence. He is a force to be reckoned with on the boards. I see them because they're the fifth seed. I see them making out the first round. But they will definitely lose in the semis. If they go up against the Lakers. Which is most likely going to happen. I see them not making it. Past the second round. But shout out to the Thunder. They are doing their thing. And our number six team. Coming into a and record of 40 and 24, you got the Houston Rockets. <coughs> I mentioned earlier how if the Denver Nuggets are not going to make it out the first round, there is a reason why they won't make it out the first round. They got, if they, they better pray that the Houston Rockets don't face them. Because if the Rockets face them, it's going to be scary. And I know. Recently, as of today, as I'm recording this, as I mentioned earlier, Russell Westbrook is going to be out for at least two or three weeks because of the whole COVID-19 thing. And it sucks. You know, it sucks that I really wanted him to be out there, but at least the good thing is he still have time to come back and be a part of the team when playoffs hit. And let me just say something. I know a lot of people might say, oh, well, How do you see them coming out on beating them and all that? I see them really coming out and just taking over and winning the games and everything. And the craziest part is that James Harden and Russell Westbrook, they're a good duo. They're really a good duo. They're a very underrated duo with each other. I mean, they're a good backcourt. They still got P.J. Tucker. I was kind of upset that they let it. my boy Kent Capella go. I thought he was a really good key addition. They should have just gave him the money that he rightfully deserved at that time. But I understand they got a smaller team and they I kind of like what they did. They they're running a smaller offensive team. They're running a smaller team so they can score more points, grab more rebounds. They have that up and fast up tempo basketball, kind of like what happened in 2006, 2007 Phoenix. I mean, obviously, their coach is Mike D'Antoni, who I think is okay coach, but he's not going to give them over to the hump. But my predictions, yeah, they're going to make it to the semifinals this year. They have a lot of upside, but I don't see them passing Kawhi Leonard in the Clippers. I just don't see it, unless there's a magic miracle, but I highly doubt it. So, that's my prediction on the Houston Rockets. And our number seven seed, coming in a rapper record of 40 and 27, sorry, you got the Dallas Mavericks. Now, the Dallas Mavericks, they got a good unit. They got Seth Curry, a.k.a. Stephen Curry's brother, if you don't know. Yes, he has an actual brother. And you got Luka Doktich, who is a beast, who I did not expect him to be this darn good in his second year of the NBA. This guy already is averaging 28.7 points in his second year. Unheard of. is crazy. Give it about another two or three years, the whole NBA is going to go crazy about Luka. And then you can't forget about Porzingis, who I thought was a really key addition to bring him on, because at least Luca has somebody that he can play around with and actually have a good time with. And you can tell that Porzingis is a really good guy to play around with. The only thing that really concerns me about the Mavericks right now is that they have okay team, they have a good co- they have a good unit of people. However. This upcoming playoffs, I don't see them making it out the first round. I know if they go against Kawhi Leonard and the Raptors, I'm at now the Raptors. Oh my gosh, that's 2019 fives. We're talking about 2020. My bad. If he goes against the Clippers, I don't see him even making it out the first round. I can possibly see a good five game series between them, but it will get good learning time for Persingas and Doncic to just sit back and learn. Because, like I said, they're up and coming. They're they're going to be out here in the next two or three years, so don't sleep on them. Please do not sleep on them. So that's my predictions. They won't make it out the first round. I don't see them making it out of the first round unless if something catastrophic happens to the Clippers, which I highly doubt. But you never know. It's the NBA where amazing happens. No point intended. And our number eight team that we have with a wrapping record of thirty-two and thirty-three. You got the Memphis Grizzlies. The Grizzlies, nobody did not expect the Grizzlies to even make it to the 8th seed. Nobody was not expecting it. No one. Not even I. I thought the Grizzlies was going to be a 10th or 11th seed because of just just their unit. But they shocked me because John Moret has really taken over this team. And the good thing I could say about the Grizzlies, this team actually cares about John Moret. They actually want John Morant to grow and become that player that he deserves to become. And that is a great thing for this team. And I'm going to say rightfully so. He should win the rookie of the year. Because when we go and get, when we talk about our number 10th seed, I'll, ex, I'll explain why he is the better candidate compared to that person. And I'm just going to flat out say it. I know the media wants this particular person to win this of the year, but he hasn't played all season this man John Morant has played all games, he only missed like a few, he's consistent with his game, he has a good shooter, he's good, he's really damn good, and that's one thing I could say about his game that I really, really love and liked. so my predictions for the Grizzlies, as crazy as this going to sound, because I know how the media works, and I have a feeling that the Grizzlies, I know it's going to sound crazy, it sounds upside, and ridiculous I have a feeling the Grizzlies won't even make it to the playoffs I know it sounds crazy sounds controversial there's a reason why there's a reason for everything but I have a feeling they're not making it to the playoffs this year and I'm going to explain why when we get to our number 10 team and what they're trying to do and create okay a number nine seed coming in a record of 29 and 37 you got the Portland Blazers. now the Portland Trail Blazers. They're in a really interesting dynamic of out of all teams. A lot of us expected them to at least be the fourth or fifth seed this year, but they kind of have been a disappointment. And I know they recently added on Carmelo Anthony, which he helped out a lot, a little bit. I won't say a lot. He helped out a little bit because... He's kind of like a post-up player. All he does is post-up and hit a fadeaway. That's all he really does. He doesn't have a good defensive game. But this is actually a step back. I mean, last year, they went all the way to the conference finals. And it was a huge disappointment to see where they're at this year. So there's going to have to be a lot of regrouping. And as crazy as Stephen Smith said on that one take and first take, no point intended, that they might need to open up and trade one of them. And I know Dame is the franchise players that they want, but they probably need to trade C. John McCollum to get probably a Bradley Bill, somebody who is desperate, who's hungry to get that playoff experience and win back the championship and all that. So I don't see them making them to the playoffs this year. I'm sorry. That's just my personal prediction. And our number 10 team coming into the record of 28 and 36, you got the New Orleans Pelicans. This is a really interesting team. And as I mentioned earlier, they do have a lot of talent around them. I mean, they have a lot of up-and-coming talent. They got Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram. I mean, Joe Hill Okafor, who's a pretty good center. They got my boy Zion Williamson, who I have to say, Zion Williamson is making grown men look like little kids on that basketball field. He is taking over the game, killing it. Grabbing rebounds, making those boys like it's lunch. He's taking a lunch money. That's how crazy his game is, man. And let me just say this about Sion's game. I think in the next two or three years, Sion, if he keeps on going the way he is and pray that he doesn't get no injuries or anything catastrophic, he has he's going to be one of the best players, no doubt. I won't say in history because that's such an overstatement and that's too much hype into that. But so far, his game, he has lived up to his name. He has lived up to the hype that he has done. Now, I mentioned earlier that the rookie of the year and why I wanted it to be John Morant instead of him, but just knowing the NBA and the popularity and all that, they're going to most likely give the award to Zion. Even though Zion played less games through him, and even though Zion played like approximately 25, I don't know how many games he exactly played, but he plays about, about 25 games or whatever. And those 25 games, he has really shown out to be a leader, which is something that the Pelicans needed. And you can tell that the Pelicans are hungry also. I mean, they got Drew Holiday, which I have to say is the most underrated, slept-on point guard in the NBA. And that's a good mentor to have around Lonzo Ball because in the next few years, Lonzo can obviously take over that team. I like their unit. I like their lineup. I like what they do. And they got a good, like I said, they're good. They got the dude from Brazil who's a pretty good pick that they stole. That was a still pick last year. They're doing their jobs and I'm liking what they're doing. So, my predictions New Orleans, they're going to be the eight seed. They're going to try to have a LeBron versus Scion matchup. And most likely, nine times out of ten, LeBron's going to win this year just through to all the pre preamps and all the pre Texas that's going on in LA. LeBron's. Going to beat Zion. But it will be a great series to see Zion. The AK New King versus the King, LeBron James. Who I feel like Zion is going to probably take LeBron's place in the next two years. Give it about two years, Zion's is going to take LeBron's place. And the 11th, 12th, and 13th seed of the West goes as Sacramento, San Antonio, Phoenix. I'm just going to go over this real quick. Sacramento, I don't see him making it to the playoffs. I'm sorry. You guys have talent, but it's just not your year this year. I'm sorry. You guys you guys are okay. You guys just need to improve your record. You need to figure out what's going on internally within your office and why your GM is not getting marquee players. But that's all I got to say for Sacramento. I don't have that much to say. San Antonio I'm not surprised that they have this record of 27-36. I mean, they've been in the playoffs consistently for the past 20 years, which is phenomenal. No other team has ever done that. But here's the thing with San Antonio. San Antonio has LaMarcus Aldridge, who is on the last lamps of his career. And then you got DeMar DeRozan, who is okay, but DeMar chokes up. He chokes up in big games, especially against really good teams. And He's he's reciting he's declining down his game and all that so they got Lonnie Rocker the fourth who I really like he's a really good basketball player they got okay his team but it's just not their year I don't see him making it to the playoffs Pop it's a really good coach I mean they got Becky Hammond who you know is gonna eventually become the first female coach of the NBA just putting it out there I see her doing it but they got a good team it's just not their year also and Phoenix. I don't even know why I have to ask myself I understand it's 22 teams here but why in the hell you'll put Phoenix here to play I mean Devin Booker seems like he's just in it for the money he doesn't really care anymore just like Carl Anthony Towns they don't care anymore but you got all that talent over there in Phoenix DeAndre 18 I won't say he's a bust but he, he's okay he plays decent he's not the best he definitely dis. he basically my expectations of him was to be a beast of a center and to be the next hump over to get to phoenix to at least a playoff spot but he has disappointed me and their team is just they just trash like they had the worst record in the past Like five to ten years they're not doing anything they're getting younger players that don't really fit into their system so like I said my main prediction NBA finals this year is going to be the Los Angeles Clippers versus the Milwaukee Bucks and the winner of that is going to be the Los Angeles Clippers I see look I see Kawhi winning it his second time I see that him and Paul George are going to even go harder because of the recent death of Kobe Bryant. So, it's going to be crazy, but that's just my predictions. This is your host, Daquan Harris of the Humboldt Aquarian. Hopefully, you guys have a good night or good day, wherever you're from. And just to make sure, shout me out on social media, all that, Facebook, Twitter. You know where to find me. You guys have a good one. I'm out.